Hi, and welcome to Social Work Journeys, a podcast brought to you by the Graduate School of Social Work and Social Research at Bryn Mawr College. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am Mary Florence Sullivan, your host. Social Work Journeys was created to showcase the amazing work of our incredible community. We feature conversations with GSSWSR students, alums, faculty, and staff, where we talk about their journeys through social work and all the peaks and valleys they've traversed along the way. We hope Social Work Journeys gives you some insight into the many pathways a career in social work can present and will help answer some questions that might come up as we explore the world together. Today, we will be joined by several exciting guests. First, our career counselor and writing coach here at the School of Social Work, Sarah Slates, will join to discuss the origins and foundations of our first-year student program, Connect. Later, two of our incredible Connect facilitators will join us to discuss their experience supporting Connect groups. Hello, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here with me again. I love having you on talking to you in general, but also love having you on this lovely podcast. Um, So as a reminder, we are joined by Sarah Slates. Sarah, if you wouldn't mind giving your uh, a brief introduction, your name, your pronouns, and maybe a little bit about what you do with the social work school. Sarah did join us for a, an, our second episode, I believe on student services and career services, but is back today to talk about connect. So Sarah, take it away. Yes. Thank you, Mary Florence. It is great to be back. Um, my name is Sarah Slates. I use she, her pronouns. I am the career counselor and writing coach at the graduate school of social work and social research and generally involved in student support services. So that includes career support, writing support, our orientation programming, um, and also Connect, our first year experience program, which we're gonna talk about today. Thank you so much, Sarah. And I'm so excited to talk about Connect because I was privileged enough to be part of the the pilot year of Connect, which was very fun as a facilitator, and then got to be part of it in the second year when we finally were able to meet with students in person. And so it is something that is really special, I think, about our school, but also has a special place in my heart as well. And I know, Sarah, you have worked so hard. You were one of the people who was on the team of putting this all together since, I think, as you said before, 2018 or 2019. But if you could just start us off with talking about Connect by giving a little bit of background about the program and a little bit of information about what is Connect, what is the purpose, and how did it come to be? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a great question. Um, and it's always important to reflect on, I think, you know, how we got started, where we are now. So we, it is a program that we had discussed in various forms for quite some time at the school. I mean, we were hearing from students and faculty and staff that our community really valued these opportunities to come together, to create community, um, to have an opportunity outside of the classroom to connect. Um, So around 2018, 2019, I think it was the 1819 academic year, we started a process of gathering feedback and input from our community members. So that included faculty, staff, and students and alums. Um, And so we, you know, asked questions about what kind of topics um, would be important for our community to discuss what might the structure look like. We shared a bit about some of the framing we were using to think about the program, um, which is really informed by critical theory, so critical disability theory, critical race theory. And what I would say overall about that is it's it's about um, locating barriers to learning and student success in the environment 
and in the institutional context versus individual students, and also a real emphasis on the strength of community and on the strengths of our students and faculty and staff. Um, so from that work together, we eventually formed small work groups that focused on different areas of the program. We narrowed down the topics, narrowed down the structure. Um, and then, you know, we prepared to launch in 2020, um, not knowing that we would be pivoting to be, you know, completely remote and in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, and also, you know, ongoing struggles for racial justice, social justice. Um, so it was, I, I had challenges to, you know, there were challenges to launching during that time, but I also think there, it was important that the program launched during that time. Yeah, I think it was, as somebody who was a part of that first year, it was kind of, I don't know if I want to say meant to be, but it was that kind of experience where it was a really great time for Connect to exist as a program and as a pilot program because, as you mentioned, a real focus of Connect started as and also remains this idea of community and promoting community care and deepening our understanding of what community care means. And I love your history of the of how the program started and the research that went into it because it really started with connecting with our community, our larger GSSWSR community, and really asking people what they need. And I think mm -hmm. that is a part of community care and connect with the monthly meetings, with the monthly sessions with folks really does try to demonstrate and practice different ways of thinking about community care and think different ways of thinking about wellness in the context of a larger community. So how would you, I guess, on that note, how would you describe, and you, you started to do this a little bit, but how would you describe the um, kind of community wellness aspect of Connect? Like, what mm -hmm. would you, how would you say that the program really does generate this, or try to, yeah, generates this sense of wellness as a community, whether it's a community of people in the graduate school, whether that it's being a part of um, the community in the classroom, or as we all are, a larger community of social workers. So how do you, how would you describe what Connect does to kind of generate that sense of community and promote that idea of community care? Yeah. So uh, one of the ways I think about Connect is as almost like an extended orientation and it, an extended orientation to the school um, and importantly to the profession. And so understanding that, you know, returning to graduate school, it's a, it's a significant life transition. And, you know, often orientation is framed in a one to two day kind of whirlwind packed full of information and activity. And um, we, we've been thinking a lot about how to make that more um, ongoing you know, and broken up throughout the academic year to, to reflect that ongoing transition. Um, and I think, you know, the community wellness piece um, ties in in a few different ways. One, I think we are thinking very expansively about wellness and we're thinking about um, professional wellness. For example, what does it mean to be a social worker? A lot of the topics that are discussed in the monthly sessions do focus on core concepts um, within the field, you know, thinking about ethics and standards of professional behavior, thinking of social justice praxis, um, even the, the process of creating and establishing community guidelines, which is the focus of uh, the very first session. Um, what does it mean to be in a community with one another as graduate students, but also as um, developing social workers. So there is an, to speak more directly to the community wellness piece, we're thinking about, you know, we can practice self-care um, through connecting with others 
And that's something we we started thinking about early on was how self-care is often framed as a very individualized practice. It's something you do reactively, right? You've had a tough day, you've had a tough week. And so um, you do what you need to do to kind of get some relief from that. But we wanted to think about it more as a shared practice and um, proactively, that this is something we're intentionally structuring in and integrating into our, um, into the work that we do. So this idea, just to circle back, you know, it's this idea of like practicing self-care within a larger community and by providing that kind of support to the larger community um, we're also having that reflected back. Um, so it is really this mutually supportive process. That That is the goal. Um, and I don't think that just happens in Connect, right? There's no way that a once, <laughs> once a month meeting for one hour alone could accomplish that. Um, but I, our hope is that it provides some platform or springboard for that really important work. Uh, to occur. Yeah, I love that. And I think the way, as you were talking about that kind of mutual way that that structure exists to promote community care, um, I think definitely does provide that kind of that springboard. And I'm just thinking about one of the other episodes we did on self-care where we actually talked about getting rid of the term self-care, at least in the the way that we as social workers think about it because of how self-care really does individualize the experience and sometimes mm-hmm. isolates folks and has a very different connotation as we've talked about multiple times. I know in this podcast and in other areas at the school, just other discussions on what self-care can look like. We've talked about that at, at orientation. And I do think that connect by creating the structure for community care or this model for what community care could look like, or just different ways of thinking about community care and integrating that into the semester and integrating that into that first year of somebody being in social work school and and becoming a social worker. Um, I think it really does model that kind of sense of being part of a collective versus really taking care of yourself as an individual. It really mm-hmm. models the sense that we are a member of a community of social workers, a community of folks, and we are caring for one another in this, as you said before, like mutual, mutual way. So I really appreciate that description, Sarah. Thank you. And you mentioned a little bit about the programming piece, but for some people who may be listening, um, alums or others who haven't had experience with the Connect program, could you talk a little bit about some of the program specific details. So for example, one of the coolest things about um, the, the way the program structured and why I have been able to be involved in it is that PhD students and candidates are, are hired as facilitators. So maybe what was the thought behind that? And maybe a few of um, a few comments on how the topics were selected for, for different sessions, like mm-hmm. how, how those kinds of ideas, because you mentioned as uh, many of us know, it's a monthly program that is throughout the first academic year. It's very much geared towards first-year students, and it is facilitated by by PhD students. So, what what was behind that choice, and and what are some of the and what was also maybe behind how some of the topics were created? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, working with our facilitators. I agree, Mary Florence. I think that's such a strength of the program. And that was such an intentional choice. Um, We really wanted to have our PhD students involved. And, um, you know, Dean Shapiro has used the phrasing of like scholar practitioner model before that I have found very helpful when I think about, um, you know, my work and experience as a PhD candidate. Um, But But this idea of, you know, our PhD candidates and students are folks who are deeply engaged in practice and in so many different areas. They're such a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Um, And they are also researchers and developing academics. And so they're really bringing together and deeply integrating you know, those areas of their work, which is 
I think such a great connection for our master's level students. So, and, and one of the things we emphasize, so as facilitators, we also meet monthly, which has been really great. And I can talk a little bit more about that. That's been one of my favorite um, experiences within the program. Um, but we talk a lot about how to sort of adapt some of the core content or how to bring their own like experiences, their research interests, their practice interests into the Connect sessions with them because that's invaluable and nobody else can do that um, but them, right? But our facilitators. Um, so that that's a bit about the facilitators. In terms of the topics, um, those were identified as part of those, like the broad topic areas were identified as part of those working groups that I mentioned earlier. Um, but we continue to refine those topics. And I think each year, you know, we make tweaks to the topics based on feedback that we're getting from students and also feedback that we're getting from facilitators. Um, so I mentioned some of the topics like um, social justice praxis, ethics, standards of professional behavior. Um, we talk a lot um, we, in the beginning sessions about um, establishing community guidelines and what, you know, our time together as a cohort will look like, um, how we want to show up for one another as members of that cohort. Um, we talk about resources that are out there to support wellness broadly, thinking about wellness. So at the school, at the college, in the broader community, um, we talk about group leadership and facilitation. And I think importantly, um, you know, because one of our, I think a key skill as a social worker is self-awareness and reflection. We also build those opportunities in. Um, and that came out of conversations with our facilitators and um, feedback from students. And now at the end of each semester, our final session is typically focused on kind of both looking back and looking forward. Like, what have we gained? What accomplishments are we celebrating? Where do we want to continue to grow? Um, and to do that in community. And that has been, I have found that really valuable um, as a facilitator. Um, Thank you. That was so, that was so yeah. beautiful. And I think it really ties together all these themes of community care that we've been highlighting. So in the spirit of Connect, since this is a, a mini part one episode of two episodes, I'm going to end with a final question that is looking forward and looking backward. So yeah. the first part of that is if you could share a favorite memory from Connect, either in your experience as a facilitator, as a community member at the graduate school, as somebody who was really involved in the forming of Connect. And if you could also share looking forward, maybe something you're really excited about coming up or a hope or a dream or anything related to looking forward, looking into the future for Connect or for just expanding what what the first year experience could look yeah. like for folks at the school. So either, either one of those. I love these questions. Thank you. And I think it's very much in the spirit of Connect. And I do, there's one thing that I wanted to mention that I didn't say in terms of like kind of the structure of Connect. Another, another important element is an opportunity for Connect cohorts to also connect with a larger community. And so we have thought about like um, community conversations and open dialogues that we have within our school as an opportunity for first year students to also come together with continuing students and faculty and staff. Um, so connecting beyond the cohorts is also an important part of the program. And if we haven't touched on this already, maybe in our last um, conversation, Mary Florence, I should say one of the, like, I think the way we came up with the name Connect is because we just kept saying Connect as we were describing like the purpose and the goals. Um, and that's how we landed on the name. Um, 
I but now that. I don't think I actually do yeah. that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Because it's really hard to talk about the program and not repeat. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I joke I, about that all yeah. the time. When I was a facilitator, yeah. I would joke about that all the time. Just yeah. The number of times you say the word <laughs> while you're trying to describe it. Yes. Um, so but to, to answer your question, um, I think two memories kind of come to mind. Um, one is from my experience as a facilitator and in those reflective sessions. Um, and I think this memory comes from maybe our final session together. And we're looking back on the academic year, thinking about where we started, where we are now. And, you know, one of the things we did was like review all of the topics that we had covered through the year, sort of our journey together. And a student made the comment about, you know, oh, it's really helpful to see all of these topics together because it's now clicking in a way um, that it hadn't before. So I think that in many ways also speaks to the process mm-hmm. of connect yeah, to. Um, and my other is a, is connecting with um, my colleagues in the PhD program. You know, we have this opportunity every month to come together, to think about our teaching and facilitation together, how we work with students. Um, and that's been a really special and, and productive space for me. Um, and we also provide, I think, that time to just check in as people with one another, um, which is which is really valuable. So yeah, so important. Yes, um, those are my some favorite memories that come to mind. Looking forward, I would love um, for us to think about ways to have continuing students more involved in the Connect cohorts and our alums in the Connect cohorts. Those. Um, yeah, thinking through opportunities to connect first-year students with continuing students and alums in that cohort structure um, would be really cool. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That would be a really cool thing if we could make that happen. So definitely something to put on our our dream list. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me, Sarah. This was a true delight. It was lovely to talk to you. Always wonderful to talk to you. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and expertise with us. And we will see you soon. Thank you so much, Mary Florence. Bye. I'm so thrilled to have two of my wonderful PhD colleagues with me today who are also facilitators of our fabulous Connect program. Would you both mind introducing yourselves? I know I gave you a an introduction previously in our episode introduction, but if you wouldn't mind introducing yourselves with your name, your pronouns, and your interests, either your personal interests. I always like hearing from folks in the doctoral program about research interests. So anything that you want to share, whoever wants to get started. Uh, my name is Annie Parapasco. I am a first year PhD student and I use she, her, hers pronouns. Um, so some personal interests of mine, I like sports. So I'm a big Wisconsin sports fan watching the Packers, Milwaukee Bucks and Brewers. I also like playing sports, um, volleyball, yoga, kickboxing or things that I'm really into. And I have a dog and love to go hiking and take him for walks. And his name is Luke. And for my research interests, I am very interested in looking at the gaps that exist between policies and outcomes. So specifically looking at education policies and understanding why they might not connect to positive social, social, emotional and academic outcomes for students. So like really understanding what are some systemic challenges in place at schools like those in Philadelphia, and where can we make improvements um, in those schools to have better outcomes for students. Thank you so much, Annie. I don't think I knew you had a dog, so thank you for sharing that with us. In addition to all the other wonderful things you said. Isabel, (laughs) would you mind introducing yourself to everybody? Hello, everyone. Um, I'm singing Isabel Lee. Uh, my pronoun is she, her, hers. 
a PhD candidate at the Graduate School of Social Work and Social Research. Um, this is my fifth year in the uh, doctoral program and second year as a Connect facilitator. Before joining the uh, GSSWSR, I worked in the uh, Asian American community with various roles, interpreter, cultural advocate, navigator, program administrator, program director, and now a social worker and a case manager. Uh, my area of interest is promoting and retaining diverse workforce in the human service organizations, especially focusing on the uh, bicultural, bilingual Asian human service workers and their working conditions and burnout. Thank you so much, Isabel. And it's so wonderful to have you both here because I know I have... I'm, I'm not going to talk as much about my experience, but I've been a Connect facilitator in the past, and Isabel's been a Connect facilitator for two years. And Annie, this is your first year in the program and your first year as a Connect facilitator. So I feel like you bring all of you, both of you, um, bring different insights and different experiences, and not only with your research interests and how that applies to the work you do, but also just your experiences and your approaches to the program so far. So we heard from Sarah Slates about the Connect program, the history of the program, kind of the reasoning behind it, the thought behind it. And I'm really excited to hear about your roles and your experiences as facilitators, like I said. So could you please share a little bit about your roles as facilitators? What do you do? What do you enjoy about it? And a little bit about why, as facilitators, you think Connect is important. Yeah, I, I can answer first. Um, so I really see my role, I, I have a really good group of students and connect. So I really see my role as kind of just like coordinating, getting everybody together, sending out the reminder emails, and then listening to what they have to share. Um, I'll throw out a question here and there, and we have always have different discussions, themes for each meeting, but they have been very strong with different stories that they've had to bring each month. And um, it's just been really nice to see how supportive they are of each other and learning from each other about things that they're experiencing in fields or classes. And it's just a really compassionate group. So I've seen that as being a huge perk of having these meetings too, just having that chance to connect outside of academic classes and outside of field placement and only once a month. So hopefully it's not as much of a, a burden to meet um, because it's not as frequent. But it's been a really cool opportunity and my role has been kind of behind the scenes almost, but just getting to learn from everybody who's in the group. Yeah, and I love that idea of the facilitator kind of being behind the scenes and coordinating because it really allows that organic collegiality and connection mm -hmm. between the different group members to exist. Similar to how when you're in the social work field, you start to really connect and become close with colleagues because you're bonding around a lot of different experiences. I think there's ways in which connect can mirror that too, especially among graduate students starting off in the, in the world of social work. Isabel, would you mind sharing a little bit about your role as facilitators, kind of how, or as a facilitator, um, how you see yourself, kind of what your, maybe how your role is different than Annie's or what you do as a facilitator? Sure, um, Mary Florence. Uh, so I see my role very similar to what just Annie described. I started a uh, Connect facilitator uh, during the pandemic in 2021. And uh, there were two options, like we could meet virtually or we could meet in person, but I intentionally chose to meet with cohort in in-person setting because uh, I want to have some more live environment even though we are under the pandemic. And in 2021 and 2022 academic year, we have covered diverse topics such as community building, self-care, and uh, community care, campus resources for health and wellness and academic support, equity, inclusion, and anti-racist practice practice, also affirmative models of social work practice. So uh, we met in about once per month, and so seven times in an academic year, and were facilitated by, you know, someone like me as a PhD student. So um, it's connect for me is more to bring peer support while sharing information, resources, and skills relevant to social work education and practice. 
So um, as a social worker, I think we have to really pay attention to self-care and community care at the same time, because that is going to be really a big part of our professional um, uh, development. And the, uh, I think the core of the Connect program is designed to support both peer and the uh, self-care and community care. So I feel like, you know, I do also uh, work behind the scenes to coordinate all those kind of uh, um, meetings. Uh, it has been really, really great experience for me to connect with other, you know, incoming students because I've seen some changes among the uh, incoming students because we are seeing more diverse student groups uh, it's not about just, you know, someone from um, from just out from college, but we are seeing more career changers. We are seeing more diverse racially ethnic, you know, community members uh, pursuing uh, social work. Um, so it's, it's really great to get all these support system in one place. You know, it's this kind of intentional place, but I think it is the right timing. Uh, and then it helps a lot to uh, grow both for me as a facilitator and I hope it's for the uh, Connect cohort as well. Thank you for, for, for that, Isabel. And I love what you said about seeing yourself, your, your role as a facilitator and kind of a peer support position, I think both, as you said, as a social worker and as a PhD, as somebody in the PhD program, it's really unique, I think, to have a program like this that's facilitated by students, even though um, as a PhD candidate and a PhD student, you both are in a different program, but you are still in that role, not too far removed from what it feels like, not only to be a master's student, but also to be in school and taking classes and balancing everything. So I would love to hear a little bit more from you about how your role as a PhD student and um, as well as a PhD candidate impact your work as a facilitator or impact the way you approach your your role and your work. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so the first year, I want to have uh, uh, some kind of connection within the uh, GSS WSR um, because uh, it has only started two years ago. So I believe Connect has been started within the GSS WSR in 2019. And then I joined in the second year. And then I heard a lot of good things about the uh, Connect program through students, uh, MSS students and the uh, uh, PhD students at the same time. So having this kind of uh, uh, in-person setting, uh, you know, uh, meetings with the students, it gives me an opportunity to learn more about what students are facing as an incoming student and what I can learn from them and then what I can grow within, you know, future social work educators, uh, you know, who wish to pursue a career in academia as well. So um, it gave me an opportunity to think about how the social work education is uh, built up based on the field work research and the uh, uh, practice at the same time, that three core areas. And uh, as time goes by, I become a PhD candidate and the, uh, my area of interest has been really, really narrowed down and but in depth. And then I get to hear more about broad feedbacks uh, because once in a while I talk about, you know, how I chose my path to become a, a social work student a social worker, social worker doctoral student, and social worker, uh, you know, um, PhD candidate. So that path kind of gave me, um, helped me to see where I am, and that it gave me to connect with other people in a broader sense. So, for example, um, when I need to have an interview for my study, doctoral dissertation study, especially focusing on the Asian um, social work uh, students or social workers, uh, just they volunteered. It was really grateful for me that, you know, they showed the same interest and then, you know, they really encouraged, hey, Isabel, I've been really meaning to tell you that this has been really you know, area that uh, I want somebody to explore. And then, you know, they uh, aligned with uh, my interest and then they really gave me some support. So 
believe it or not, I feel like I'm very fortunate to have been connected with the uh, Connect programs, you know, cohorts, because they gave me in return more support than I believe I gave it to them. So that has been the big progress for me within the, uh, uh, in, in, in two years, I guess. Yeah, that's really wonderful to hear. And it definitely speaks to kind of that, that, that connection piece that Annie was talking about of just kind of the group collaborating in their own way with you as a facilitator and you to kind of coordinate things with the group working in their own way and also that peer support piece. So thank you. That's such a beautiful story about how they supported you in your work. Annie, what about you? How does your role as a PhD student contribute or impact your role as a facilitator or how you approach your facilitator work? Yeah. So I think it has been interesting because last semester, I actually had class with a few of the people in my connect group, we all took policy together. So it was kind of nice to be able to talk with people like have another group of students to talk to about like what paper was coming up or what was going on in class. So I think that gave me a different experience from Isabel probably. Um, But yeah, I think that it's just kind of similar, just been really nice to have that setting to talk about what's going on and hear what they're dealing with in field placement. Like I've been out of, it's been about 10 years, I guess, since I got my MSW. So it's nice to just like reconnect to Mm -hmm. what people are experiencing now and learn. There's still similar challenges, I think, but learn more about what they're dealing with and give advice if I can from what I've learned in my experience, but then also just continue to learn from them. And I think that my approach has really just been to provide that space so that people can share what's going on in their lives and have a different context, like outside of the classes that they're taking to be able to just talk about things. Because sometimes it can get really, you can get stuck in like, you're going to class, you're going to field placement, you have all these other responsibilities going on, but this is one hour a month that you can spend to just talk about social work issues. And like you had said earlier, Mary Florence, it's nice to have that opportunity to talk to other social workers because it is a very unique field. So it's good to sometimes get validation about different issues that you're experiencing or just have somebody be able to pull you back and say, hey, I think you should approach the situation this way. So yeah, I guess my approach has really been to just try to provide that space and give advice when I can and encouragement as much as possible because I know it's not easy getting this degree or being a social worker. No, absolutely. And that actually really segues nicely into another question I have, because as you, as you both have talked about just the challenges of being in graduate school and the challenges of being a social work student and what that, what that looks like for a lot of different people, Sarah and I discussed about the importance of connect as part of the first year experience. So what it's like for students who are at the, who are in graduate school, specifically social work school for their first year and how Connect is part of that first year experience curriculum. So why do you think, and you you both have touched on this a little bit, but why do you think Connect is important in that sense? How does it enhance the first year experience of social work students, specifically our school, our students, our GSSWSR students? But then if, if you don't want to answer specifically more generally, why is Connect important in the context of, or I should say a program like Connect important in the context of that first year experience for social work students and for for graduate students? Yeah, so for me, uh, it was a really great comparison because I went to another social work program for my master's. And then back then we, I you know, maybe there was, but we did not have this kind of intentional place to meet peer to peer, like, you know, to talk about uh, not the academic, but field work, but more like, you know, broad sense of uh, support group topic, you know, um, areas. So um, I think this Connect program is very beneficial to discuss diverse topics as student to student peers. And like I shared earlier, it's an intentional place to discuss. So for the incoming students. So what fascinates me about being in the connected session is that I meet many students who have come to the social work uh, from the different path that I have never been to. 
I'm highly interested in their motives to become a social worker, and I spend much of time in the first month of our Connect meeting in September, like learning about the Connect, you know, um, cohort. So um, I see very different dynamics within the uh, because I meet uh, two groups, two Connect groups uh, in each year, and then that the dynamic is very different. Be- you know, uh, depending on the size and the depending of the, uh, you know, who is in the uh, group. So um, it tried to provide more student-centered environment. So um, all through this, thinking about that, the uh, this is kind of a um, give a place for students that think about that, you know, we are connected. And like the, you know, connect name, you know, uh, resonate. And then, you know, we emphasize what support that the, uh, you know, we can provide for each other and as a place for students. Since uh, it is a, a place that where we can extract as much as possible before we stand as a social worker in the field after we graduate. So uh, what I believe the strength of the uh, Connect program is that we get to learn that, you know, we are not alone. And the, uh, um, I've been social worker, I'm still practicing uh, in the field. And then sometimes it could be a very uh, lonely and the uh, very, very demanding job. So sometimes I wish I could be more connected with others and then talk about my field experience. But when I reach out, you know, other social workers, like, you know, it doesn't have to be someone from GSSWSR, but generally most social workers are very supportive. So through this Connect program, I hope that the Connect cohorts can learn that, you know, we are connected and uh, we can find our support system wherever we go, as long as we try to find and then, you know, this is the core of the uh, social work professions. So I, I think that kind of going to be aligned through our profession. Yeah, no, thank you for that. I love I love that idea of, especially when you were saying now as a social worker, seeking out other support and having, just being, just collaborating with people, with other social workers who are really supportive. This really is a model of that, or it's it's meant to be. So a model of supporting one another as colleagues and as social workers and to reinforce that that is something that exists within within the, the world of social work, with, within a lot of people's value systems who are in the world of social work, wanting to support one another as much as possible because it, it is, as you both have touched on, very demanding work and can feel isolating sometimes and sometimes discussing and, and collaborating with one another is is how we demonstrate that community care that is a whole, that is very integral to connect. Annie, what about you? For you? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think um, Isabel said it so nicely and so did you, Mary Florence, but I think um, I was trying to think back to my experience in an MSW program and I didn't really have anything like this. And I think it's really nice to be able to have other students who are going through something similar, having similar classes and a a field placement to just be able to talk about um, different experiences that you're having. And especially if you're going through something that might be more challenging, it's really nice to have somebody else to say like, hey, you shouldn't have to deal with that or or like give you advice to make it a little bit easier, ease the stress a little bit. And I think that is really valuable as you're entering this type of a field because it is so unique. You're dealing with a lot of challenging situations. And so it's just nice, like community care is very important. Um, and also being able to to remind each other to take care of ourselves because we can't be effective in this type of a field without being able to do that. So I think having specific things that we're talking about, making sure like I know we had a conversation about ethics and social work, and we had a really, really interesting discussion about that in my group um, and some of the challenges that come with that, depending on where you're working. It's just nice to be able to hear different perspectives, hear about when it's being done right, like what are, what's going well in the social work world, and then maybe where there's more challenges. So you can just hear all of those different perspectives and then hopefully learn more about what you want to be in your future, like what kind of social work career you would want to have. Um, but then also like, it'll help you in your field placement and in your classes. 
Thank you, Annie. Um, yeah, I think you you touched on similar things as well of just bringing in mm-hmm. the importance not only of collaborating, like you said, with within community care, but I love what you were just saying about learning from one another, um, whether it is challenges in the field, in the yeah, in the field or the world of social work that are, um, you know, the ways in which social work needs to grow, but also areas where things are going really well for people and how we can learn from one another and apply that to our work that we're doing now or in the future. I I love that idea of just learning and collaborating with one another in that way. So now for my favorite question, it's our final question as we wind down this, the second half of our, our connect episode, what is your favorite connect memory as a facilitator? So we've had, and, and Isabel, I totally forgot that you were facilitating two groups both years. So you have had four groups so far. And I, Annie, I know you have, you have had your, your one group this year. Um, but of those groups, what whoever wants to go first can go. What is your favorite connect memory or your favorite memory from your facilitating slash connect experience? I can share. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like I don't really, I mean, there is one thing that's sticking out to me. There, uh, it was right before Halloween, I think we met. And one of the students in my group I think does the makeup and also as an actor at Eastern State Penitentiary, the haunted house that they have there. Yeah. So I remember them sharing with us some pictures of things that they had, I think makeup they had done before. So it's just cool to get to learn about each of the students and see what interests they have outside of social work and outside of school. Um, So that was a cool thing that we all were able to share. Uh, But then I think outside of just that, it's like every single month, just seeing how supportive they are of each other. It's really, really cool to see that. And um, yeah, like regardless of what struggles they're going through, it just seems like everybody's very compassionate and supportive and really wants everybody to be successful and happy. And so I would say that's a memory, like overall every session that is really nice to be able to have. Yeah, no, that is really, I love that, that what you shared about the person who did the makeup, but that idea of, (laughs) the compassion and support of one another. My, the, the, the first year I was a facilitator was our, was the first year of connect, which was 2020. Mm -hmm. So it was quite a year to have a pilot program like this and also really served a purpose for our academic year, 2020 to 21. And my group, as you're seeing, Annie, my group was so Mm -hmm. incredibly supportive and compassionate. And I think they met outside of the, of the connect space because they really needed that from one another and they really showed up for one another. And as you said, it was a really special memory just to see how that grew every month and, and how their relationship grew and changed. And they, most of them I think are now graduated, but yeah, just to see how they continued being supportive friends and colleagues to one another. Isabel, what about you? What is your yeah, um, like you have a lot to choose from now. <laughs> I'm a little bit embarrassed to share, but I'm a big fan of uh, uh, food. You know, oh. I think food, <laughs> and then uh, so yeah. um, since I'm from you know Asia, Korean background, while the uh, K drama, K food become a big hit of the uh, you know U.S. society. Uh, what I offer last year among the uh, connect, you know, uh, cohorts was that you know I offer that I could take you to a, a Korean barbecue after the our connect, uh, you know, session. All the session closed, so I was a little bit kind of unsure whether I could do that. So I got, of course, got permission from Sarah, and then she said, "Why not? Okay." Yeah, so I love that. yeah, I offered it, and uh, I hope I could, you know, buy all the students or all the cohorts joined but I was you know uh, able to do so so we kind of chipped in and the uh, uh, I shared and uh, I'm you know it, it was all across the two cohort groups and the uh, two people showed up so three of us went Hi. to a uh, yeah but it was a really really great great gathering we talked a lot and uh, we had a Korean barbecue of course and then we talked a lot about Korean drama and uh, we talked about some of the uh, uh, some issues related to the uh, Korean culture um, and the uh, I get to know about uh, the you know the uh, you know cohorts that you know join me for dinner and uh, it was really really great to learn about them because they were both career changers and then uh, you know 
they had a specific kind of a goal to mm-hmm. come to the uh, you know social work program, and so um, I did not see them as more like facilitator and the uh, cohort, but more like peer to peer because we are. After all, you know, once once cohort graduate, they're going to be a social worker. And then, you know, we're going to be a peer to peer. And then so we're going to be in the field together. And, you know, we're going to make, you know, things better for all the, uh, uh, you know, people that we serve. So under the same goal, uh, we talked about um, various things. And so I really liked it. I hoped I can have another chance this year, but I'm unsure how many people show up because of uh, everything goes up, you know, living expenses. And then nowadays, you know, going out for dinner is, is not as, as, as convenient as it used mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. But I will think about it and yeah, I'll offer, but we'll see how it goes. So that was a really, really good memory that I had. It's so fun. So, Thank you for sharing that I love that idea and it just reinforces everything we've been talking about around connecting with one another through social work as peers as colleagues and I I really I love that it it really demonstrates community care it's really special well thank you both for joining me I think that's everything I have this was really lovely such a delight to be able to chat this evening about connect and learn about your experiences and I really appreciate you being here and appreciate your time so thank you so much Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. See you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And a huge thank you to Sarah, Annie, and Isabel. You can read more about their work and research as doctoral students and candidates by checking out the doctoral student bios on the GSSWSR website also linked in this episode's description. We are grateful to our supporters, Spring Point Partners, for providing the funding that has made this podcast possible, and to our producer, Emily Overholt. Have an idea for an episode or a design for our podcast cover art? Submit your art and ideas to GSSWSR at brinmar.edu. That's GSSWSR at brinmar.edu. Thanks for tuning in and see you in the community.